is the process of cleaning out the closet. <laughs> I just heard you <laughs> next to the microphone. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Seeking Street Smarts. Welcome In- back. welcome back in today's episode we're talking about spring cleaning more importantly the all-important wardrobe yes it is the month of april we are trying to better ourselves here as we go into the spring and summer cleaning out all those clothes from fall and winter all those big bulky items that are taking up space in your closet um but also just kind of like i don't know i feel like this is a good time just to i don't know revamp everything in your life a little bit like yeah kind of i just like it, it comes like with the nature of you know spring new fitness new clothes yeah new you it's, it's a little reinvention we're coming out yeah. covid's you know slightly <laughs> subsiding we're breaking free it's it's april the spring is coming social you know, lives are back the, the sun is coming out hopefully we'll all be vaccinated soon we can start socializing in the summer so let's prepare for that let's clean out our closet and help that hope that helps you i don't know improve yourself <laughs> to, to be able to socialize again i think i've forgotten how to socialize honestly <laughs> it's 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 an uphill battle for but, all of us but also i wonder julia in the last year how how many items have you acquired in your closet because i feel like i've acquired quite a few for somebody who didn't really leave the house <laughs> but that made online shopping especially for sweats so much easier so so true i don't know i escaped by not buying a lot of clothes shockingly really i know i don't know how i did it i feel like you had a pretty cozy closet like wardrobe in general yeah like like every time we've lived together it just felt like your closet just had a very cozy vibe to it it does it always says i have lots of sweaters lots very of joggers cozy, very lots of leggings yeah, yeah my my street style is defined by leggings a sweatshirt and a wool coat so yeah. even your like work style was like very basic but versatile like it was it was like a limit i felt like it was limited to like a good like set of basics so that you could kind of mix and match it but oh, yeah. most of your closet shout out to mama servant on that one yeah <laughs> she got me good had to do like most of your closet had to do with like anything you'd wear out over the weekend or like just hanging out at home. It was very like cozy casual though. Yeah, yeah. that's always been my style. Yeah, <laughs> I'll have days where I step out and I'm, I'm feeling myself, but it's mostly a sweater and jeans. I'm impressed though that you didn't really shop that much. I How know. I feel like we just generally acquire a lot though, especially when we move, we end up acquiring a lot of things. Like you went shopping at Macy's the other day and did buy coats because it's a I new. I did, but I needed some <laughs> coats. Okay, well yeah. again, pro tip: this will be you know in the next episode. When to buy winter clothes. Hint, hint. Not at the beginning of winter. <laughs> at the end. It's true. Get it on sale. I feel like I personally acquired a lot of random clothes throughout quarantine, throughout COVID, even being home. Especially like last month when we were talking about how, like having to work out this time last year. Everybody was super into it. I was. I, I acquire workout clothes a lot anyway because yeah, I, you have a lot of workout yeah, clothes. Yeah, I find some really cute I sets. I have none. It's actually, I really need workout clothes actually <laughs> now that I think about it. Now I will be online shopping. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a lot of like sweats and workout clothes, like just cozy items that I had at home. Um, but a lot of them also were like sweaters for fall and winter, which I probably, you know, don't need or may or may not ever wear again or ones from a couple years ago that I haven't really touched in a while, but I've had sitting in the back of my closet 
thinking I would wear them this season, but I did not, especially because we didn't leave half the time. <laughs> it was a very indoor winter. <laughs> oh, so true. That's the one thing is I was, if you live in New York and you don't have laundry in your building, like I do not. So I have to go to a laundromat yeah. and like I'll pay to have my laundry done. And I was talking to my friend about this because I was asking her where she goes because she lives nearby and how much she has to pay. And she goes, well, I mean, I get it done, but I think with COVID, I've been doing it once a month. And she's like, I'm scared for my laundry bill post-COVID when I actually have to clean my clothes again. I'm like, no, don't remind me. Yeah, yeah. And that, that can be a struggle too, especially when you're, if you don't have laundry in your building, moving that in and out and around, which kind of brings us to the point that we're making here in this first segment is when you're moving to a new city or moving in general or anything like that, if you're not just spring cleaning for the heck of it, if you're moving to somewhere like New York City, like Julia just did recently, you are moving likely to a space with a very small closet. I have one closet. Very small it's closet. petite. Like, it doesn't look like it's going to hold anything. <laughs> like, I have a fair, I think I have, right now I have a fairly big closet. Yeah, like, you have two, you have two closets. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'm, I'm storing stuff above my kitchen counter. Yeah. <laughs> I got really lucky with a, a, a pretty decent sized closet, but still, like, I mean, growing up, I, I had, I think it was kind of just normal, just where I lived. There were a lot of, obviously, bigger spaces. You're living in a house, so your closet's a little bit bigger. Um, you can store more stuff in it, but I can't tell you the amount of times that I would look around and be like, I haven't worn that in years, you know? And I felt like, especially when you and I were traveling a lot, we'd been, we'd be living six months out of a suitcase at a time, and our clothes became very... I don't know, like basic but versatile. Like we can mix and match. Yeah, we own like a sh- one shirt in every color and yeah. jeans and yeah. Yeah. So when I came home and you know was getting ready to move after college to New York City, again knowing that my closet space was going to be a little bit limited, um, I think I I had to go through the process of completely gutting everything, you know, and trying to figure out what you really, really, really needed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what no, it's could, tough. And what could mix and match best. And I think I, I felt like I had gotten good at that by the time we kind of came home from everything yeah. settled down. Um, but I still feel now that, like I'm saying, I acquired a lot of clothes, some things I haven't worn in forever, especially because we've It's so hard to let stuff go, though. I get attached to things. Yeah. Not, I'm not a memory person. I'm a money person. And I'm like, <laughs> I spent money on that. I'm yeah. not giving that away. Like, that yeah. was a $50 dress. Yeah. And yes, I wore it twice. Yeah. But I'll wear it again. It can be, it can be really hard to let go of things especially when you've collected them over time or they cost money or they have a memory attached to them the money it's always the money for me i'm like because then the thing is like i always give stuff away and then the next year i'm like oh i really wish i had a white sundress and i'm like what Mm -hmm. happened to that julia you gave away that white sundress last spring it's always the regret always what gets you what always what gets you (laughs) always what gets you that's what i was trying to say (laughs) so when mckay you're cleaning out your closet first steps what do you do so yeah, first steps for me, I need, and it can be overwhelming. I have to take everything out of the closet, absolutely everything, put it on the bed, put it on the floor, separate it into piles if you need to, just to make it a little bit more manageable, but like get everything out of the closet, empty it. I use kind of two different methods as far as, I do this probably once or twice a year. I'll, I'll go through my closet, just see what I need, see what I don't need, see what I've been wearing, what I'm not wearing. Um, but my number one thing I've done for the past couple of years is I take all of my clothes and when I hang them up, I hang them the opposite way so that the hangers are kind of like facing towards oh, me. Oh, you did that thing where it's like if you don't turn it by the end of the yeah. year or whenever yeah. you clean your closet out yeah, next. Yeah, yeah. So at least like with hanging clothes, that works really well because then I can obviously see, okay, what have I been wearing? What have I not been wearing? Like it's been a year. I've never worn that sweater. 
like there's no reason that I need it anymore. Yeah. If I'm not wanting to wear it now or if I haven't wanted to wear it, like that's obviously like not really part of my day-to-day style anymore. I don't see myself wearing it. Like it's time to go. Like if you if you haven't spent the time wearing it, like just get rid of it. <laughs> um the next thing I feel like everybody has kind of done this in one way or another, which this is probably what I do more for the clothes that I've all like folded and you know stacked everywhere is the Marie Kondo method. Does it bring you joy? Which, but that can be good and bad because like you were saying, it's really hard to let go of things that you have an attachment to, whether that's a financial value or an emotional value to it, which can be so, so hard as far as like the, if it brings joy to me, yes, from the memory that I have, but have I worn it? No. Yeah. It's, and I hate doing it, but it it needs to happen. And cleaning out your closet, it's like, it feels so refreshing. It gives you the opportunity to upgrade your style too, and to like pivot from what you've previously worn yeah because I think once you have the basics established and you know what you like and you can kind of see what your style is paring it down is easier and then building it back up is easier as well so you might look in there and say hey I actually never really wore this style of dress yeah you know next time I go shopping a line's not for me yeah you know I'm gonna try something else and try something different like maybe that was in style at the time but did you actually wear it and that's something important to keep in mind too especially as we're getting older and style becomes more personalized and more you. It doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. just because it's on trend doesn't mean you have to buy it. Yeah. I'll admit that I've bought a couple trendy pieces here and there that I've maybe more worn more or less. I also think that like over time, obviously like your body changes, like certain silhouettes that you feel compliment you or that you feel comfortable in, they change as well. So like you might not like a certain, like you're saying a certain like silhouette of a dress um, that you used to wear two years ago, you know, change it out. You can always get something similar, but it is a good opportunity to kind of look at what you have, kind of refresh it, have something new. And I don't know, just, it's just very like mentally clearing too. There's not so much clutter. It's, it's a very good thing. It's a nice moment to do. Yeah. I also think that like another thing that I don't realize sometimes is when I pull everything out, I don't, I see how many duplicates I have of things. Oh yeah. That are like slightly different from each other, but I've won I've worn one more than the other or one is newer than the other, you know? Yeah, that definitely happens. And that's again, I I'm going to be the next episode. But <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it definitely happens and you can are able to see as well the importance of quality over quantity mm-hmm. when it comes to purchasing items. So, just because you can afford five black v-necks doesn't mean you necessarily (laughs) need five black v-necks so also important to keep that in mind as well I think for me when I'm cleaning out my closet so when I just moved here I had to majorly get rid of a bunch of stuff Mm -hmm. that I just wasn't wearing I think I had like three trash bags full of things that I just didn't wear and at the time I was like looking at the value of it and so mad at myself why did you you know buy this in the first place Mm -hmm. but a lot of it was stuff that I'd actually just worn out over time or didn't fit me anymore or just didn't look that great on me and I think a good thing to do is it's a pain but try the stuff on that you're thinking about giving away because maybe you're like oh I don't think I look that great in it that one time and then you try it on and you're like wait this is actually a great piece I'd actually style it differently now than when I originally bought it. Mm-hmm. But also vice versa. You could think about a piece and you're like, that sweater looks really good on me. And then you try it on and you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Why did I buy this? <laughs> and so it kind of gives you a chance to, you know, see your style and give stuff away too because stuff will fit you differently now too probably than when you bought it. Yeah, exactly. Either because you're me and you toss everything in the dryer and it shrunk three sizes or, <laughs> you know, you changed. But <laughs> <laughs> 
you know i also think it's good too because once you wear it again you might figure out like oh i can style this a completely different way i didn't think about before or like you might again like you said you might not have liked it the first time you wore it once or two times but maybe you like think of a new way to style it once you put it back on and you kind of figure it out from there um but I, like what you like you were saying it kind of helps you visualize okay what is high quality versus low quality what mm-hmm. should i invest more in what should i invest less in i think it's really important when you are separating out those pieces um to split your more high quality more expensive if you have some designer stuff obviously from your kind of more cheaper basics that yeah. you might have gotten from like h&m or something like that you know because i think that's going to help you a lot once you get everything like the pile of giveaway stuff <laughs> helps you sort out that that doesn't have to be giveaway so like you know if you can donate clothes like great you know you can always look around to see where the thrift stores are near you that you can donate to um get some like tax credit back for it if you get the receipt all that stuff but something that i haven't done as much in the past that i've been trying to do more now is trying to sell my clothes especially those higher quality pieces yeah. that i'm not wearing anymore because why waste it why waste the money yeah why <laughs> why waste the opportunity for some sort of income especially again if you are somebody who just moved who has a starter salary or you're still in college an extra little bit of income is always nice always nice it is never something to turn down never something to turn down and if you are someone who likes shopping at places like buffalo exchange or crossroads they'll take your clothes and you can get store credit which is usually worth more than if they just give you cash Mm -hmm. so if you do like shopping at those places that's a great thing to do because you might get twenty dollars of store credit versus ten dollars of cash and i would just rather take the store credit at that point and get a cute new pair of jeans so (laughs) a cute nice pair of jeans yeah there we go quality yes um what do you have you used any other like any of the online uh platforms as well for selling clothes so i've tried to use poshmark before mm-hmm. and then thread up i sent all my stuff in a bag to them they do like you can give your stuff away yeah and they'll like collect it for you which was really nice yeah. um i don't think they'll give you money though for that they do they do in it. there's an option there's like an empty kit this, I, so I did i did the kit and then i remember i said to give me money if it was worth any value but i guess what i gave them wasn't worth value and <laughs> so i wear everything until it's like a nub um yeah. so i think i think uh, with poshmark and thread up it's kind of like uh sorry thread up and the real real have you ever used the real real i've bought stuff off the real real okay there i think the real real is more for like it's like designer it's that's like actual designer stuff that people have used it's more like actual like online consignment shopping versus like yeah i know shopping. you're yeah the real real's minimum is like 250 yeah. dollars consignment shopping right is more like the kind of like higher end yeah consignment's higher because it's though i learned this so consignment <laughs> shopping because i had a nice bag that i was trying to sell is you basically give it to the store on a loan mm, and gotcha. so they try to sell it and then they'll give you money back for it like they'll split whatever the profit is and then but if it doesn't sell within they usually give you a time period like three or six months then you have the option either to go get it or just to donate it basically yeah so consign like look up consignment shops too if you do have some of those higher quality things and you want to do it in person like that i know the real real um with that the sellers like so you as a seller can keep up to 85 percent of the sale price and like really good quality lightly used pro like uh pieces will usually sell within three days and not only do they accept clothes they also i think accept like they do shoes really fine jewelry um home i got de- a nice belt off of yeah. there accessories home decor 
I think they do like fine art too if you happen to have that lying around. Casual. <laughs> and I think you can send everything in too with like the items via uh, UPS and they'll schedule like free in-home pickup for you. If yeah, the they'll insure it too if you're sending something expensive. Yeah. So as an online option, like that's a, that's a great option for consignment if you can't take it to one near you or you don't feel comfortable doing that. Um, or to make it easier on you if you just want to stay home. Yeah, <laughs> and honestly, it, it never hurts you. to, like, what I did was when I sent everything to thread up, even though mm-hmm. I didn't make any money off of it. <laughs> I at least tried. Yeah, I think with thread up, so, like, you had the clean out kit, right? Where they yeah. send you, like, the empty bag, you just fill it up, and then a mailman will come pick it up, and they'll take care of the yeah, rest Yeah, you just you. drop it in the box, yeah. Yeah, I think because of the convenience, I I haven't used thread up, but I know, like, I've looked into it uh it was like the sellers because of the convenience of everything kind of being handled for you like you take a lower cut and you can earn yeah. up to max 80 percent of the profits if it's like really really high a nice quality item mm-hmm. and lightly lightly used like maybe you wore it once <laughs> or you owned it never took the sticker off of it um but i think if you do have items like that that you've barely worn it's a really nice kind of no fuss thing for someone who's really busy who doesn't want to deal with it so yeah i think with the real real and thread up it's more of like the actual service of it you really don't have to do much they'll take care of it for you and it's again kind of you'll make more money if you have higher end designer pieces that you've used less of now in the reality that again you're a student in college you are moving to a city you're on a beginner salary and you don't have random designer items lying around another great place to sell is poshmark which i think is mostly app based i know my sisters use that quite a bit i've used it a couple times my friend uses it you can actually like you you i think it's most like you get most of the profit i think in that case because you're actually yeah i've sold stuff on poshmark before too and you choose the price you basically do everything for that and so you get most of the profit and there's a sliding bar too when you sell stuff so it'll say like if you price it at 80 you'll actually get 65 yeah and then people can also bid against you though so they can say you know will you offer it for 65 or 70 so it does give you some wiggle room which is nice yeah and then you can say whether or not they'll pay the shipping or you'll pay the shipping is another thing as well yeah but i think with the shipping too it's like most most of the time buyer pays the shipping in the in the cost of buying the item from you and then poshmark will just email you the uh, label and you just print it out, slap it on a box, send it out, and it's good to go. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit more work on your side, but you ultimately get to control the price of items, what they sell for. Yeah, you get a little bit more of that profit back. It just takes a little bit more time because you also have to. Have you ever sold anything on Poshmark? You have to do like all the tags. Twice, yeah, it's so annoying. Yeah, <laughs> and you you need to have a little tip on that too. Is like when you have your online closet on Poshmark, you have to have like really like 10 items yeah for it to be visible to for it to be visible you need to be a little bit more active on the app initially as far as like even if you just like save random Mm -hmm. things and yeah navigating that app can be a little bit hard to at least like get your uh items out in front of people but if you have a good like at least 10 pieces in that initial closet it's more likely to be put in front of somebody so that they can buy from you um but it's definitely good to kind of keep keep it going but it is a little bit annoying because you do have to obviously be a little bit more hands-on yeah set everything you have to do all the tags on it yeah but it's nice because you get to control the price a little bit um another classic one i guess for selling anything is ebay i've never used no 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 i'm not even recommending that (laughs) but it is an option if you happen to use ebay like leverage what you have now and and go ahead and try to sell on there But I think that's going to be better for, again, like random designer pieces that people can bid on. The only plus I think with eBay is that like 
if it's a really really good item people can bid up on it like you can ask for a starting price but then people can offer you more if it's really yeah good. but that's the such one a rare thing the one thing is with ebay though is if you do have a high item you have to pay to have it verified yeah so and you have to like send ebay like proof that your bag is real and like you yeah. have to do all these extra steps it's really annoying yeah but again eBay, if you yeah. kind of want that if you want to take the risk and have that opportunity that somebody's going to pay more than you're asking for or there might be some sort of bidding between some other people that might run up the price a little bit more get you some more profit then great try that um but i guess like kind of the last easy one that i think of and you've sold a few things on facebook marketplace maybe not clothes but at least some items right oh i've sold i sell house items all the time yeah facebook marketplace is such an easy platform to use i feel like and also it also leverages a who's in your area but b your own network who like you never know who might want you know a cheap pair of jeans like that are really nice but you're just not using anymore yeah you know i think there's also room there to negotiate barter a little bit if you need something back like you can always offer them something else like it's not strictly you have to pay this much money for it Mm -hmm. and you'll only get this much profit you can always work it out with them but again more hands-on but you again control the price and you control kind of how the the handoff process goes whether that's shipping or yeah meeting which is different yeah dropping it off whatever so there's a lot of good places to sell there and of course like i I said before if you're donating just look up good thrift stores i would recommend that you that you donate most of those gently gently use items like never donate something that has holes in it like that's just kind of yeah don't be that person don't be that person (laughs) that's not usable just throw it away i know it's wasteful but at that point like no one wants to get the shirt with a hole in it that they didn't know had a hole in it yeah it's not fun yeah, so at least like find a thrift store, find, you know, maybe there's a charity that also accepts clothing donations. I always as well. just use you when you've probably like driven or walked around your city, they look like trash cans, but they're actually they're drop clothing boxes. drop boxes. I just use those. Yeah. Those it's are easy. Great. I just put in a trash bag, throw it all in there. Yeah. Those are great. And if you if you have enough items that you feel like you want to get some sort of tax credit for donating, if you drop it off really at any thrift store like i think like goodwill will give you a tax credit Mm -hmm. yeah so they'll give you a receipt and you get tax credit for it right off on your taxes which we'll dive into taxes in a later episode because that is such a complicated thing yeah the (laughs) annoying thing about tax write-offs i learned is that if it's not greater than your deductions then it doesn't even count as a write-off so my deductions are five thousand dollars so unless i donate something more than five thousand dollars yeah it doesn't i was so annoyed yeah i had i did all these charity dinners and i was so excited to write them off and (laughs) i couldn't write any of them off yeah that's that's (laughs) taxes are such a complicated thing thing. yeah but i mean if you if you want to have the opportunity to be able to you know write it off on your tax if you have enough then there is that opportunity um but yeah, I feel like otherwise, like especially with those nicer items, ones that you feel like you can get some money back for, then go ahead, sell them. Uh, and we recommend selling and donating because we are not crafty people when it comes to clothes. But if you have the opportunity, if you have the skill to... If you can take something upcycle, and upcycle, that would be amazing. I wish I could. I have so many items that I really wish I could do that to or like yeah. wish I had the ability to repair more. How many, how many people... Like I, my favorite videos and favorite accounts are the people that like take random items like thrift random items that look like they were made for a grandmother oh and somehow turn them into something posh and make them into something that i want to wear i don't understand it that hurts me i want to be able to do that (laughs) well okay i didn't realize this though like side topic so my mom used to always make all of her own clothes and she taught me how to sew clothes so i know how to do it perfectly fine but nowadays, it actually costs more to make your own clothes really? than to buy clothes. Like when we would make pants or jackets or stuff like that, the materials themselves would cost 
like $120 yeah. to make something that looked exactly like I could have gotten at H&M for $20. Yeah. So it didn't even make sense anymore. And I was yeah. so annoyed. That can. Yeah. I, I understand that, um, you know, to, to an extent, but the people that can or have the ability and the craftiness to take whatever, and they are really into like fashion, yeah, do it. like sewing, um, doing all that stuff that, you but now can, we're adding to our closet. We're getting away from the closet clean out, but even if you don't give something away, you can always reuse it in a yeah. different way. You, can you, figure know, out you know what I'm it. saying? Like if you have that artistic ability, I admire you. Yeah. You know, and like, like we were saying though, if you are cleaning out your closet, like try to, you know, find those pieces that you have sentimental attachment to you can keep them if you want like we're never going to tell you like you need to throw something away versus like yeah there's no there's no magic way to approach a closet the whole thing is up to you but you should just approach it by realizing what you actually need Mm -hmm. there are always items that you want and of course you know keep those if you have a sentimental attachment to a dress you wore when you studied abroad in europe (laughs) you know i'm not gonna say just because you haven't worn it it, since europe get rid of it maybe but We're, we're just trying to give you our best kind of tips and tricks because it can be a very overwhelming process when you have a lot of stuff and you are moving into a smaller space definitely but I think once you do do that pare down whether it is only in April or you do do it in the spring and in the fall it's a lot easier to approach annually or you know twice a year if you've already pared stuff down versus not doing it for five years and (laughs) looking in the depths (laughs) of your closet and being like I am a monster yeah yeah so you know as far as cleaning this out and kind of restarting the year it is spring now we're com- we're coming into spring it's coming to a warm season like just kind of help yourself lift that weight off your shoulder and start anew it's a it's a time start for a growth. new year it's, it's a time for growth it's this time for blossoming into a new person it's spring <laughs> you can be who you want to be <laughs> as we head into spring and you start doing your spring cleaning we hope you found these tricks helpful as you approach your closet whether that's selling your clothes online, donating them, or maybe upcycling. We look forward to seeing what you're able to do. Actually, feel free to send us your Poshmarks and Depops and everything else because I will definitely be shopping people's closets. I always need new things after I spring clean, of course. Again, we'll link everything we mentioned in the show notes. And please be sure to check out our website, SeekingStreetSmarts.com, where you can also find all the show notes organized together, as well as links to the podcast themselves. Also, make sure to check out our Instagram at Seeking Street Smarts for any new updates or upcoming episodes. Hope you guys have a great week.